Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. It's Mark with another episode of my podcast, In the News. Today is February 2nd, 2023. This is earnings season and the largest manufacturers continue to struggle and perhaps even lose market share to the independent channel. Let's start with RPM. That's the nation's third largest paint maker with sales approaching $7 billion per year. Now, RPM has an unusual fiscal calendar. The company reports this, what I'm about to share with you as the second quarter of 2023. But in fact, it represents the last quarter of the 2022 calendar year. During that time, sales were up 9.3% for RPM to a record $1.79 billion. Net income also increased by 5.2%, setting a record with that margin expansion generated despite several macroeconomic challenges, according to CEO Frank Sullivan. Digging into those numbers a bit, RPM saw growth in their performance coatings group. That's the company's flooring system and other protective coatings popular with independent paint retailers under the Rust-Oleum brand. And that segment grew by more than 15% which did outstrip the rate of inflation, which as we're going to see as we dig into this episode, not all the manufacturers were able to do. Sales at the company's consumer group, which is DAP and Barathane and Rust-Oleum, were also significantly higher with an increase of more than 15% to more than $600 million in the quarter And that included organic growth of more than 17%. But it's the market conditions which RPM forecasts, which I encourage dealers to take note of. The company shared that economic conditions have recently become increasingly challenging as higher interest rates have negatively impacted construction activity, existing home sales, and overall economic activity. Concerningly, RPM's statement is consistent with other statements made by Sherwin-Williams and PPG, which I'm about to get into. But in short, all three of the company's largest coatings manufacturers are expecting reduced demand for some coating categories in the second half of 2023. In fact, the nation's number two paint manufacturer, PPG, is already feeling those effects. The company reporting a 5% decline in volume during the fourth quarter of 2022. PPG has seen their margins expand as their selling prices continue to increase at a higher rate than their operational overhead. On the architectural coding side, Chief Executive Tim Knavis shared that demand remains soft in the global DIY segment and other manufacturers have shared similarly. In fact, if not for aerospace and auto, uh, things at PPG would probably look much worse right now. Kanevish added that while softer DIY demand drove lower sales volume in the U.S., several new business wins will aid growth in future quarters. Sounds to me like something every CEO who just had a shitty quarter would say. For the full year, PPG reported record sales of $17.7 billion, almost entirely due to inflation, which overall for the year, the company saw a 5% decrease in volume. I'd be curious if you're a PPG dealer and you're listening, Brian, put my email address and my cell number up there. Shoot me a text or an email and let me know uh, if this is how your year went for you. Also reporting earnings last week was the nation's largest paint maker, Sherwin-Williams. The company reporting record sales of $22 billion for the full calendar year of 2022. That's an 11% increase. 
But those numbers are mostly hollow. Anything which looks like success in the architectural coding segment for Sherwin-Williams right now is really just inflation. And so the numbers aren't what's on my mind right now when I think of Sherwin-Williams. I blogged recently of a strike at the Sherwin-Williams resin plant in Hagerstown, Maryland. Those workers choosing to strike when Sherwin-Williams negotiators told them that their dollar an hour increase request was more than the company could afford, which turns out not to be true. Because while Sherwin-Williams Chief Executive Officer John Maricus tells these 30 workers he doesn't have any pennies he can pay out, his company is reporting otherwise. In 2022, Sherwin-Williams paid out almost $900 million to buy back their own stock, paying out an additional $600 million to investors in the form of dividends, returning more than $1.5 billion during the fiscal year. That success yielded John Maricus his slice of the pie. He received more than $15 million in compensation for his efforts. So everybody's getting paid except for the hourly employees who make the resin that the entire scheme is built upon. And so John Maricus, if you have the money to pay yourself, your executives, and the shareholders of Cheryl Williams billions of dollars, you have the money to settle this strike. Anything less than that is being a dick. And finally, consistent in all three companies' releases were forecasts for a difficult 2023. I'm going to dig into this a little bit further and probably make another episode, but nonetheless, it's hard not to recognize the similarities between all three of these releases. In his statement on the topic, John Maricus stated that the company will not be immune from what we expect to be very challenging demand environment in 2023. Continuing that on the architectural side, U.S. housing will be under significant pressure this year. Slowing existing home sales and continued high inflation will also be headwinds. Maricus adding that he expects net sales to be flat for the first quarter in 2023 and down for the full year. It'll be interesting to see how these forecasts play out and the effects that they may have on the independent channel. It's hard to say Sherwin-Williams and PPG uh, have primarily checked out of the independent channel. And while RPM does do a very nice job in the channel, still it's a small percentage of their business. So it'll be interesting to see if the channel is affected the same way these two manufacturers expect to be affected in the coming year. But nonetheless, uh, reasons for concern ahead. Anyway, I'm Mark Lipton. Thanks so much for watching. Uh, like, subscribe, shoot me a text or an email. Let me know what you want to hear about. And we'll be back in two weeks.